Hello, welcome to Agents of Sigmar. Just two dads trying to rekindle our childhoods in gaming in the best way we know how, with bad jokes and fun games. Join us in our journey as we talk about tabletop games, board games and card games, all through the eyes of a casual and time-starved parent player. If you enjoy this podcast, please do check us out on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. And if you really appreciate our work, do visit Patreon to support us further. You'll find links to all these in the show notes. Wherever you find our content, please do like, subscribe, retweet, ring those bells and leave us those five-star reviews. We do so crave your approval. With all that begging out of the way, let's crash on. Hello, everybody. Hello, AOS fans. How are we today? Every time when we first start, I don't know if it's because of the microphone, because your headphones, because you've not spoken for a few minutes whilst we wait to go live, you go... And your mouth moves, but there's no sound for a, a second or so. <laughs> no, how strange. But there we are. Such is life. But we're here welcome anyway. To, and the people welcome watching to us live don't care. No. Welcome to everybody listening live. And welcome to podcast viewers. I'll be updating this a couple of days later after we uh, we talk. Today is Tuesday, the 20-something of June. I never know. 20, 28th today, is it? Today's the 28th. Yeah. Yes, it is. Tuesday, yeah, 28th okay. of yeah. June. So there we go. And tonight's specialist subject will be Moonstone, which I'm very looking Moonstone. forward, much forward to, looking forward to talking about. I don't know whether you can see it, but it's just behind me on my shoulder, over my shoulder there. I don't know whether you can yeah. see that. Um, yeah, should be able to should see that. Yeah. Oh yeah, brilliant. And so Perched. yeah, we're going to talk about that. But first, we're going to do our usual rundown of what we've been up to in the studio, and what news there is from GW Land and other lands that we might have visited. Yeah. Uh, and, and all that kind of jazz so uh, you know yeah, do to listen on it'll be about half an hour or so before we get on to Moonstone but looking forward to that so Can't Pete what have we been well. doing what have we been doing well last week we actually recorded a game of Moonstone uh, so oh, that's, that's, that's on the list to edit at some point in the nearest future but before that I need to get out some games of Battle Masters because we played Battle some Battle Masters, Masters with Val on, on the Sunday yeah, so we had Valentine. Father's Day, no less. And Father's Day, yes, he came to see us on Father's Day, which was very generous of him. Um, Valentin of Shade, out of Shadespire fame, and he'd been up to the um, great, well, the clash that was at uh, Warhammer World, had a ball there, I believe, and then he came down, stopped on his way home, uh, to, to specially bought a billion minifigures um, yep. in a lovely case, and brought them across, across from Europe, so far away now, um, and uh, we had pretty much played all afternoon and into the evening battle masters we played the whole so, campaign all five different games of it stop for some dinner in the middle but yeah yeah all tasty nandos so you've probably seen the pictures on our facebook page and instagram and what have you um and it's just really fun uh, but you can you can see you can see more of that when, when the videos come out how far away are you from actually having a video coming coming out first one first one should be coming out this week will cool. we'll definitely be this week and then um, it'll probably be the weekly or maybe twice a week possibly depending on how how life treats me when editing them but yeah brilliant okay and then you know we may or may not revisit battle masters depending on how how they go we kind of had a few ideas of ways to improve it ways to 
make it a bit more relevant and what have you. Uh, but whether whether anybody actually wants to see those, it remains to be seen. So watch this space, I'll say on that. Yeah. Definitely tempted to try and come up with a 10 mil version and, and, and getting a tabletop version with like a two and a half to three foot square board or something like that. I reckon that would make it much more accessible and playable and jolly I'm, good fun to play. I, yeah, I would definitely definitely go along with that, I think. I think. And some rules tweaks as well, but yeah, if you get it down onto a table, uh, and we have found that the various places to do little 3D prints of the ti you know, tiny versions of the models, um, or you could play with Warmaster models. Uh, and I, th I yeah. think actually that would be really fun, and it would be quite interesting to do a kind of iterative process of, of improving the rules and seeing what it does. But... I'm not sure anybody wants to watch that. And we have very limited time, so we'd have to see. We'd have to see how, what the clamouring for Battlemasters is when we've done it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, for anybody who had played it originally, it was still a good, fun game. It was nice and fast. It was nice and simple. There was no... Not once, I think, did we sort of go, oh, what happens in this situation? Because there were so few no. things that you could do. It kept it nice and simple, so it was nice there and easy. There aren't very many... Very many uh, rules interactions in there, are there? And not very much in the way of tactical nuance either, because it's determined by a deck of cards as to which unit you play and activate, and therefore, uh, I think it's the kind of game you really could play with with children, even maybe as oh young yeah. as like seven or eight. Yeah, yeah. Because oh, it's literally possibly even younger. It's literally just move and or attack, isn't it? There's yeah. nothing else. There's nothing else. There's no complex objectives. There's no. There's no. no trying to decide what you need to do in certain situations. It's just <laughs> nice and quick and easy. Who needs tactics when you have whimsy? I assume that's Malachy, but I don't know whether it is or not. Is that you, Malachy? <laughs> it it yeah, kind of looks a name. bit Malachy-esque. Yeah, but yes. Name. And he did say he was going to go to listen to, to the Moonstone stuff this evening. It is Malachi, yep. And he says, here these tactics, we have whimsy. Cool. Very true indeed. It, yeah. it, was de it definitely took me back to my childhood, playing with models on the floor, jumpers for goalposts, all that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah, that, my models always got broken when we played with goalposts. I was terrified that one of us was going to accidentally tread on one of the models or something oh, like that. You know, yeah, We'd go yeah, to step it, and then... I had it on the f floor. You can't see it, particularly if you're listening on the podcast. You can't see it, but... On the floor next to me here, because it is about five by five yeah. mat, and uh, so it was all laid out on the floor, and, and we had to sometimes step across the battlefield to move the units at the back corners. I just I was waiting to just like flatten uh, the cavalry, just the crunch. empire cavalry. Um, yeah, because yeah. they all have those little masts, the little flag poles that sit on yeah. the back of the movement tray, and you've only got to catch one of those with your foot as you're stepping over it. And then you'll flip it on its side and then just tread on it and the whole thing uh, just nightmare. But we managed to avoid that. We managed to avoid that, which was good. Which was good. So we also yeah. we played Battlemasters, that was really fun. We also played Moonstone and we recorded that. And then we played a trial game, or a couple of trial games, of Unmatched. Uh, we've got yep. the Redemption Row set, uh, which is right behind my head there. Uh, which again, podcast viewers you can't see. But uh, So that's uh, pitches Luke Cage against Moon Knight against... Um, somebody else who Ghost, uh, Rider. Uh, Ghost Rider Ghost Rider Ghost Rider yeah and um, yeah that, that was fun we're going to record a couple of games of that this week um, yeah. so we can look forward to seeing that I would I'm sort of one of those games it's quite good fun I feel like it might be more fun with more players but we'll yeah. we'll, we'll see how because we didn't really know what we were doing tactically just certainly the first game 
um, and then it'll be, I'll be vaguely interested to try some different sets out, but we'll see. We'll see how we see how we go on that one. Yeah. Um, release wise, release wise, we have released. I think since our last podcast, we've released two Middle Earth strategy battle games, and I've just saying that I've completely realised the second one I didn't share in the Facebook group, the Middle Earth strategy <laughs> battle games Facebook. Group. So I should do that tomorrow. Um, yeah, that they were really really fun to make. They feel like we made those ages ago now, so um, we need to yeah. try and slot another one in at some point to, to, to not forget how to play. Yeah, and plus we've got I've got the Wargs painted up now, and you've got the um, I've got some Rangers. You've got the Rangers, so it'd be nice to get mm. those against each other and get some extra yeah some mixed up games yeah. going on there. Yeah, I think I'm. Uh, in case you haven't watched them, I won't. I won't. I won't spoil. I won't spoil what happened in them. And then coming up. Coming up, we've got um, we're doing 0200 hours this week. So we're playing. We're going to record a game of Unmatched, maybe two games of Unmatched, and then we've got 0200 hours, which is um, the other side. Um, so over here, which is a World War uh, Two game. It's like a sort of slightly. I think anybody movement. at home can see that one. I think no, it's just okay. out of shot. You might have to. Uh, yeah. The podcast again definitely can't see it, um, and it's a um, World War Two kind of hidden movement. Allies try and sneak into the. Um, German base type thing so we're quite looking forward to playing that we've been sent a copy of that by Grey for Now Games um, and I've been assembling the models today um, which has been something of a trial still not sure about this new thin glue Pete I'm not sure they were the best models for them because they have flat flat pieces to fit together um, I found they were really know. good for that flat ones oh, okay. just slap the loads and loads and loads on well, I think that maybe I'm just being too sacrificial. I, ha I did get a technique which worked, but more quite often it would also just slide off at the, just at the wrong moment. Um, I, but, I um, found I had to stick the glue on both surfaces, leave it for a moment to start to dry out and right. start to get tacky, then put them together, and then just heap loads more into the crease of the two joints. Okay, I was doing that because you recommended in. that, and put, putting it into the creases definitely worked. Um, yeah. I, I wondered <laughs> whether I wondered whether it, because it's quite warm. And I'm in the conservatory, which is even a little bit warmer. Whether I, it was actually evaporating really fast off the plastic, so actually sometimes I put the thing on because it's so thin, it just sort of, and then yeah. you know, dry too quick. But I did get there, and they 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 weren't difficult to assemble in themselves. They just uh, I was struggling with the with the glue, uh, I think. But I, I I got there. So I'm looking forward. I'm going to paint. So I'm trying to get some of those painted for some photos. Uh, but they'll be fairly quick paint jobs. Um, sure. And then. Coming up, we have John coming, so we'll have a, whatever we're doing. We won't, on the 7th of July, John is visiting. He of John Grant Miniatures fame. Uh, and we were going to try to play Oathmark, but he, he's he's not sure about playing Oathmark now. So we don't, I don't know what we're going to do with John. I don't know what we're going to do with him. Um, yeah, no, I don't just, know what we're going to do. Just have to so, him in the garden. So perhaps we'll take a little vote, because he's kind of suggested some Underworld, or maybe some Bladeborn, or maybe some... Um, uh, what's that game with the ball that you throw? Um, Blitzball. Blitzball. Blitzball, so yeah, we'll see. So we'll, 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 that, that's to be announced. As we have five, four more games of Battle Masters still to edit after that Sunday, and, and the uh, the game of Moonstone, which we're talking about tonight, to edit as well, yeah. I feel like we might not record anything with John. He might just come in for a bit of fun or just something come like that. Just, yeah, yeah that, might, that, might, that, may, that may make sense. In that case, we might as well play yeah. Oathmark, because it, it doesn't matter if we get it wrong. Um, well, that's true. Yeah. That's true. So, have you done any painting in between it? Uh, all this? No, not really. I, 
I think since we last spoke, I maybe put some some coats. I've slap chopped some goblins for Middle Earth Strategy Battle Game. I've got to do the metals now, and I think after I've done the metals, they're done. So all I've done is like the skins and the browns, which is like 90% of the goblin models, uh, and then the bases on them. And I I've still got my two Horus Heresy Death Guard models that I haven't done any more, apart from finished painting the the armor slightly white again, which. I know right. our, our podcast listeners can't can't hear. I don't know if anybody can see any of that. I can hear. Bright, I can't really. see. <laughs> Sorry. Yes, we I can't can... see that. Yeah, that's what I meant. That's what I meant. But uh, um, yeah, I haven't done yeah, any I'm more. You've probably bases, been much more active than me. I haven't done loads because I've been assemb- doing the assembly, um, and, um, but I, I painted my ranges for Middle Earth. Um, and then I had, I had a period actually where I just I didn't I think with the weekend it was really hot I just didn't really feel like painting. Um, I'm working yeah. on Black, Monk, Black Panther and Killmonger, but I haven't got very far in those at all. I did paint a fabulous marine, which was our community shout out last week uh, or last podcast time. I, I painted for that hashtag fabulous marine, a a, a uh, pride marine if you like, uh, which was really hard. And there's some amazing ones on on Instagram, and mine isn't one of them. <laughs> <laughs> Mine's kind of like um, I don't know what mine is, uh, but it but it but it well, it's got the right colours. That's, that's about it. <laughs> it was really that's I wouldn't want matters. to have done. I wouldn't want to do a whole a whole unit of them because it was really different. No, they did look they did look <laughs> rather involved. Yeah. Um, so that that's what I've been painting. I've I've got some Minas Tirith guys on the paint table as well, but they're going, I'm going to be this week's be about World War Two soldiers. So I've never painted anything historically accurate before. So that will be. Um, all done badly, <laughs> uh, incorrectly, but we'll, um, we'll we'll see how. Hopefully, they, they just have to look vaguely okay on camera. That's that's. that's well, when that's what when I, I did when I helped my for. eldest with his Tamiya ones, all we did was we just sort of did them <clears throat> camo-y colours, so different browns and greens, and that was kind of like what we did with right. them. And, I have yeah, I have got I have got the sorry I have got the Vallejo painted German grey, which seems like it might be a good place to start. Um, sounds like but, yeah. Sounds like a good one. Yeah, I think basically I'm going to do the Germans sort of greyish, and um, the, and the English or the British um, green. <laughs> That's not, not all of them. I won't do their faces green, um, but uh, yeah, I'm going to. Well, they, oh, they've got they some of them there, their para- Well, true, they're paratroopers, so they'll probably give them little red berets. Some of them as well, That'd just cool. to make them easy, make them easy to shoot. Um, yeah. We need to sneak up on them. What should we do with our bright red hats? Keep them on, of course. <laughs> it wouldn't be cricket otherwise. Exactly. What are you suggesting? Um, talking of bases, did you notice uh, in our paging channel on the Discord um, Tom and John's bases of the miniatures they painted recently? So Tom oh, has painted some Moonstone, Moonstone minis and uh, John had just been painting, I think, some, some um, what they're called. Nids, Steelers and stuff, nids. nids yeah. yeah, yeah. And I, I, my bases are functional and I think they look okay, but I, I was blown away by how good both of them were. Um, so I'm, I'm going to try and up up my base game in the, in between now and the next um, year. <laughs> the buttery biscuit base. Yeah. I mean, Cause, I, cause I, it, I, it depends what you want them for. I mean, I liked the way John had done his. They were quite, you know, some of them were on the metal bases, so he kept them quite basic and stuff like that haha um i think it's just a case of adding different textures on like they've got the different Mm. 
tufts of static grass and, and, and some stones and things like that around. I think it just helps break it up a bit sometimes. But at the same time, you don't want, it's very hard because you don't want to go overboard on it. You don't no. want to make your base better than the model. <laughs> that is very true. Well, in, in neither case, because they're both very good painters. Um, it, this was is there true. Much danger, was, was there much danger there? In my case, it could be tricky. Although that said, I'm so cack-handed, there's little chance of my base being better than the, the painting. I, I just, I tend to just use sand and a bit of paint and whatever colour I want it to be, and maybe a few bigger stones. And I think it looks fine, but when I try and use, I've got a few tufts that I bought. They, the tufts are massive, and then I try and trim them down. And to me, they, they look like somebody's stuck a tuft of grass on the base. You know what I mean? It doesn't quite, they don't quite look natural. Um, but are they those like, like pre-made tufts? Yes. Because I think they look more like it, whereas I think Tom and John both do the grass individually. They're not tufts of grass, they're just... No, exactly. No, they they make their own. That's what grass. I mean. I'd always thought the static, you know, tufts of grass was, was the way to go, but now... Now there's 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 more finesse involved in making it look good. I yeah. do cut them up actually. I do cut the tufts up, and, and so it's not quite a case of just plonking them on. Partly because I think I, I probably knowing me didn't buy specific model ones. I probably bought train ones or something, which were probably too big because they they would have been cheaper on eBay. Um, so so, but I ended up trimming them down. But anyway, so that, that I was just blown away. I'd never really thought about bases very much, really. So I, I'm gonna I'm gonna maybe. Try and try and do some some more effort on the bases. Um, so that's kind of us, I think. Don't think we've done anything else very exciting, have we? Have uh, we done? I don't think so. I don't think so. <laughs> nothing, nothing of note. Apart from nothing of note. stuff we've already mentioned, which is which has been good. You know, that the the Sunday's game was was exceptionally good fun. So well, that was good fun. And actually, this Sunday, which isn't really anything to do with us, I did go with my kids uh, for my son's birthday. We did do laser tag in a Star Wars environment. That was that was pretty great. <laughs> I like laser was, tag because you're less likely to get hurt unlike paintball I just if if given the option of doing I suppose it's slightly more there's more adrenaline if you're doing paintball because it does hurt so you're yeah. a bit more worried about being shot but given the yeah. choice of doing the two I can't imagine I would ever pick paintball ever. I like both I like both but paintball definitely requires more investment because it costs a lot more as well because you have to keep yeah, buying well, the paintballs exactly. which I, costs, I wouldn't uh, mind so much if if I had the paintball rifle and the other people had laser tag, that would be okay. But not the other way yeah. around. <laughs> <laughs> uh, though it was quite funny because there was one, one game where, because my middle son is very fast, and there's one game where they had to, to run and capture an imperial objective, the plans, um, and he sprinted across the thing and they couldn't shoot him. But there's no way he'd have done it in paintball because he'd have been absolutely. It's funny because uh, in laser funny. tag you, you do just run with zero regard, but the minute exactly, it's yeah, something yeah, yeah. real whizzing past you, you just huddle down behind something. Yeah. Ah! Absolutely. Absolutely. Or or you, you go into the first game thinking, well it doesn't hurt that much, and then you take a shot to the rib and you're like ah! uh, I remember I've already been once, but I remember getting shot and it really hurt, but it didn't explode. So oh, that, I think worse. that's why it hurt. Yeah, as well. And they and then and I kind of like put my hands up. Went, oh, I've been shot. I've been shot. And then I looked, and I was I was paint free. Like, oh, I haven't been shot. <laughs> and then you get oh, just sorry, sorry, I haven't been shot. <laughs> yeah. uh, my trick for paintballing is layers. Wear multiple layers right, as many okay. as you can. Makes you softer. Less chance of the paintball exploding. Bit hot though. Can be. Go in the though. autumn. Yeah. Go in the autumn. Hope yeah, for slight okay, drizzle. 
The perfect day. Hope for a slight drizzle. There's, there's, there's an ambition for us Which, both. you know, yeah. It's, pretty, it's a pretty low ambition in the UK, isn't it? <laughs> right, moving on. Because, you know, with the schedule and everything. Uh, there's not yeah. very much GW news this, this, this week, this fortnight. They kind of, they've got a bit quiet. I think there's probably more news if you actually play their games. Um, because they, they, they seem to have done a lot. When I was looking through the Warhammer community site, there, there was lots of, we've updated this data slate, we've updated this, we've balanced this. Um, and I think there's been a lot of um, rules updates, which obviously we can't comment on or know anything about or, or to really care yeah. that much about. Uh, but I, think, I gather they've been come over, gone over fairly well. I imagine probably 50% of the people were happy and 50% of the people were outraged. Um, but yeah. who knows? But one thing I did notice, as you probably, if you're anywhere moving GW circles, you probably can't fail to have noticed that they have now put their new paints up for pre-order. Mm. Um, yeah, I'm... I, I, I need to actually both need some new Nolan Oil and some new Agrax, so it'll be interesting to see how, how they go. Um, slightly worried about when they change, like, it's not something that's fundamental to, um, to my painting life. Although I have found this batch, both of them have got a bit shiny, my Nolan Oil, and they're not the gloss before you say it. Uh, both of them have got a bit shiny, so I'm wondering whether that, that, that the new formula might fix that. I've, I found that with one that I had ages ago where I, I did some models, but this was a couple of years ago now, and I had some Agrax right. that I, I put on the models, and afterwards they came up quite shiny. I was like, this isn't the gloss version or anything like that, so I don't know what it was. I mean, some people suggest that if you don't shake it enough, it can end up being a bit shiny, so I don't know. Yeah, that, that sounds like that could have been me, because I'm not always the best at shaking it. I'd, sometimes I really get tempted to get one of those, like the nail varnish shaker things. I think Tom or somebody got one. Yeah, they're like ninety pounds. I just think yeah, yeah. it's not worth it for ninety quid. I, I've, if they did I've it for been like tempted twenty too. to thirty. I'd be tempted. Yeah, or even forty. I'd go as far as forty, but, but seventy. I think I've seen seventy-five. But yeah, because the um, scale color paints they separate out quite badly, or some of the colors. Some of the colors do, and they're they're. I mean, they are really. I can move my hand around, but they really, really. I have to for ages. Like, do you have a? Um, do you have any of the little mixer things in them? I don't. No, I don't because I'm paranoid about um, something going wrong. But no, I haven't. Well, because there's army the paint to do some as well, and they're quite good. Or you can right. just get glass. I bought glass beads the last time I wanted some because I figured glass isn't gonna rust no. or react or anything like that. So. No, I think it's just that I'm a can't be bothered. And B, I have certain paints that I use quite a lot, and therefore they're normally okay. And then the other ones, yeah. I just have, I just have to put up with it every now and again. I do just have to shake it like a, I don't know, polaroid picture for a good ten minutes. I had, um, I had one the other day that I thought, hey, I've got one here actually. I don't know if you can quite see it. It's separated oh, yeah. into two separate colours, and I had a is different that, one that was oh, like oh, that. Oh, through and grey. Oh, through and grey. No, this one is pallid witch flesh. Uh, okay. Oh, they're they're quite. It's, one, it's always the pale ones with the Cecil. But I had one that was like that the other day. Sorry. It's always the pale ones. Yeah. Yeah. But but I had one the other day, and I thought, oh, that's separated a bit. I better give that a good old shake before I try and use it. It wasn't pallid witch flesh. There's another one that's sort of flesh toned, which you can use as a good white base coat. But um, I went to shake it, and after a minute of shaking, it, I looked at it. And it still looked like it was two separate colours, and it's because the bottom <laughs> layer had separated out and then sort of plasticised. So, <laughs> uh, and that's why so I hate I, them. That's why I hate them. They're stupid lids. See, it's not just me. To be me. fair, <laughs> to be fair, it, it was such an old paint. It possibly would yeah, have done yeah. that anyway. You know, in the drop of all. Saying that. But you're saying that. 
I've had none of them in a dropper bottle do that. None of them. Neither have I, but then I haven't had dropper bottles that long. I did have a but few I, that I put into dropper bottles, and then I put a metal a metal ball bearing in there, and the ball bearing rusted. So that yes, screwed the paint up. Anyway, so... <laughs> I'm quite looking forward to, to seeing some of these new colours, some of the brighter yellows. I think I've said that last time, but I'm quite looking forward to seeing that. And there's the, be- the purples look better, because the purple is a bit rubbish in the current one. Um, so I yeah, don't so know that I'll, I w- I'm not going to go all in on the new paints, but I'll probably end up getting a couple as and when I need them. Yeah, there's definitely a couple in there I'd like to try out, and I need to replace a couple of my paints that have gone there, so I might, I might right. get a few at the same time and maybe sploosh 20, 30 quid on some new paints and give them a try. <sighs> Because the good thing about buying paints is it's not too expensive. Yeah. <laughs> I could fly it, can be as expen- it can be as expensive as you want it to be. You can yeah, just spend you just ten want to buy hour. one or two. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, just want to buy one or two. Although even buying one or two has got more expensive than it, than it should And be then going home and realising you already have those one or two well, that you just bought. Yeah, yeah I've got two <laughs> pots of black Templar for some reason. Um, yes. Oh, like, so other aos things. Sorry, what did you say? I, just, I was just saying I do like a bit of black Templar. It's a nice... Nice colour that one. Yeah, I've just used that for my. Oh, I'm also painting, um, still painting my other other um, Mark Six Marines, and I'm just doing the Death Dark Angels one. And I did a bit of slap chopping, you know, heavily dry brushed it, and then painted it over black temper. It looks pretty good. Now I'm like, I don't know what to do with it now because no problem with doing it this way. I haven't got any decals or anything. I'm not going to do. Yeah. I'm not going to do all that stuff. And I've got. Well, they're basically black. I'm not painting any of the insignias on by hand, so so he's kind of done. I just did a few you silver blobs on, and he's and he's finished. <laughs> pick out some metal bits, I guess maybe. Yeah, the gun that's and about stuff. It. Yeah, not much left that's to do. That's about it. So quite quick. Um, sorry, yes. Yeah, so uh, GW other other news. The AOS Battle Box um, they announced, which well, there's a new Lumineth and a new Siege Wizard. I quite like the new Siege Wizard model. That's quite cool. Oh, the yeah, the Kersling. Yeah, I was quite yeah, drawn. But his previous model, the previous incarnation of that, looked really nice as well. But I think they updated it because the previous one was fine cast, so kind of made sense uh, to, okay. to redo yeah, it. So. Yeah, I didn't realise there was a previous version. I'm not up on that. But I do. I was looking at the models. I do like the Lumineth cavalry models. They look like proper. They look like updated old school cavalry. If that makes sense. Uh, they had. They had. They kind of looked. They harkened back to the old world for me. I, I, I definitely don't like any of the Lumineth stuff. I just think they all look crap. I wouldn't <laughs> want to paint them at that pale colour that um, no. they all are. I mean, John John did those brilliantly, but I, I I couldn't face that. And then the last bit of GW news, which isn't really GW news, but it sort of is. It's Cubicle Seven today announced they've got a new book coming out called The Era of Beasts, uh, mm. which is a supplement for um, Soulbound RPG. Um, but in it, you could you'll actually be able to play an AOS dragon of some description. <laughs> which, which is pretty insane. Um, which is just silly. Yeah, <laughs> I just stuck that a bit of news in because I just thought, wow, that that's that's bonkers. Yeah. Um, more generally on the gaming side, um, don't know if you've been following what's been going on with MCP. Um, the they've announced Crimson Dynamo and Dark Star, and Red Guardian and Ursa Major, which are new sets, and for they're going to be the Winter Guard, I think they're called. They're from that strand of comics, so they're basically Russians. <laughs> um, and Red Guardian, comedy edition, Black Widow, Black Widow for bit film. Yeah, but I really like that. It's quite nice to have a different affiliation, and it's quite mm, nice. I yeah. guess you could sort of do a Cold War because they had just announced like a new Captain America, a new, new um, Nick Fury Senior, or whatever he's called. Yeah. 
and that kind of older stuff. You could kind of do a now do a earlier era Marvel, which I quite like. Ties in quite nicely with the 0200 hours game, potentially the scales the scales are slightly off. Um, but um, you know, it's got quite like that you can do that. And I do like the models. I like the Crimson Dynamo model and the Red Guardian model. And the bear, the bear is pretty good for Ursa Major. Who doesn't like a giant um, bear? The bear is well, brilliant. It, exactly. Yeah. So to be honest, I can they're all see. Really nice. Their model, yeah, yeah, and I, I kind of, I mean, and I, where, where am I going to go next with MCP? We haven't played it for a while because we keep having other things to do. I almost think, well, should I just stop? Um, but kind of everything, every time something new comes out, I'm like, oh, but maybe I should get that because I was thinking, oh, I'm going to get the the Asgardians because they've now got that, uh, what do you call it, pack? Um, yeah, yeah. Bump, bumper pack of it, and they, with the four and I like of them. all the, yeah, I like all the models in that. But I think I'm going to wait now. For these to come out because I've got plenty to be getting on with, so that's a good, good excuse. Yeah, uh, yeah. AMG also announced a new organized play pack, which has caused a bit of a stir in the community. I haven't really followed it because I don't play competitively, but they've basically announced some restrictions and some rotation. I think it's not massive rotation, but they, they have cards that car any, any cards that have just been reprinted in the card, new card pack, are obviously fine. But there's some older cards which I think are dropping out of play. Uh, for they've, they've got two timelines. One, I think one might be called the extended timeline. I can't remember what the other one's called. But I don't know. I mean, it's hard to say. Some people were saying it's going to turn it into Warhammer Underworld, which is interesting. With basically, you know, the old stuff goes out of rotation, so you've got to keep buying stuff to 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 stay competitive. I don't think it's that bad because you can still play all of the you can still play all of the heroes. They haven't rotated out yeah. any heroes. And they've reprinted the cards, so I can't really. And I think even you don't even have to have the new reprints of the cards if you you just have to, you, know, you just have to abide by the text kind of thing as long as it's been reprinted. So I don't I don't see that as a massive issue. But it's quite interesting that they have they're they're, they're upping their organised play ante, more competitive play really rather than organised play because their organised play stuff is more narrative, which I quite like. Uh, not that yeah. I'll ever get to play it. Not that I'll ever get to play it. Um, somebody on the Facebook group for the uh, MCP had the Corvus Games Terrain subway station, which I shared on our, our Patreon Discord. Um, which looks mental. It just, oh, I, I want that so badly. If I didn't have 58 gajillion other projects on the go, I would <laughs> totally, totally find somebody to print that for me and paint it up so we could play. We could That's do Lego say. sometimes. So Lego sometimes, and then other times we could play at a subway station. Cause you would are, need I, to get someone to spray that. That would need to be airbrushed, wouldn't it? Because it would just be I, a pain in the so. for anything else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I yeah, I, if maybe when the kids have left home, <laughs> if they're still doing it then, then uh, maybe I'll get it then. My wife doesn't want to talk to me anymore because she sees me every day and there's nobody else to talk to. Um, so then maybe then I'll get my subway station out. Um, but they are also talking about Lego. I briefly mentioned there. Lego are doing have announced a Sanctum Sanctum Sanctorum, which I really really want for our. Um, which is also meant to table. Huge, table. like yes. two hundred and fifty quid or something it's like that. It's quite expensive. It's two hundred and fifteen. Um, uh, yeah, it's quite expensive, but it, but it's fabulous. It's fabulous. It so don't fantastic. look too, don't look too hard at the company accounts, Pete. That's all I'm going to say. Um, <laughs> Uh, other th other news, a game called Magic Mountain won the Kinderspieler at the Spieler DR. They haven't announced the main winner yet, I don't quite know how that works. But um, it's a very young player's game, I, I can't comment on it, I haven't played it. It looks kind of fun. 
Um, it's kind of witches chasing, um, uh, I can't remember what it is they're chasing, chasing something down the mountain and Will of the Wisps kind of uh, get in their way. In fact, it's almost like, it's got a, it's, it has a movement count, almost like Battlemaster, so it's, it's a bit random yeah, cool. which, models you can, which models you can actually move um, until you have to kind of try and plan ahead, but you don't actually know what's going to happen. Um, and then, this is completely random, there's going to be a Parks and Rec, Parks and Recreation, the, the TV series, there's going to be a semi-cooperative semi card game based on building town projects and, and things, and you can you can uh, bring in characters to help you and stuff, it just looks, looks mental. <laughs> I like the idea of that, uh, I do like Parks yeah. and Rec, trouble is no one else okay. in my house has watched it, so I'm the only person who likes it. Okay, well maybe I think I, it's going to be published by Funko. Maybe maybe it won't be very expensive. Maybe we'll play it on the channel. We can do our yeah. best Leslie Nope, our best Leslie Nope impressions. <laughs> or, or more likely Andy Dwyer. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. I think I think our remit is more Andy Dwyer. Yeah. Or, yeah. <laughs> or Ron Swanson? Can you could you channel your inner Ron Swanson? I, I'd I'd be tempted just to shave off all the beard for that. <laughs> just, to, just get a Ron. Brilliant. That was almost worth it in its in itself just to see that actually. There's a picture um, when uh, one year when I was doing Movember, uh, oh, I grew right, a great yeah. big sort of biker mustache, and just right, before okay. I got rid of it all at the end of November, I cut off just down the side, so I just had a great big, like a Ned Flanders mustache, you know, Ron, yeah, uh, a Ron yeah. mustache, and uh, yeah, Brilliant. it looked terrifying. Uh, yeah, I did that when I did November as well, and it just looked awful. Well, re really <laughs> awful, and it was about halfway through, and I had this kind of tiny. But what's really weird, and this is not again not going to work on the podcast. I don't grow any hair here. All right. So I was trying to grow a biker moustache. I'm here. I'm pointing to just below my lips. There's a little two spaces either side of my bottom. Either side of I your lip. Yeah. Hair. So I was trying to grow a, a biker moustache, but it kind of went moustache gap, <laughs> little bits. <laughs> so so it just it just didn't work at all. Um, yeah. Anyway. Um, is anybody inside. here? Is anybody talking to us? Ah, War Machine's no. in. Hello, War Machine. Um, people are saying hello and stuff. Not nothing yeah, too yeah. much to go on the uh, on the channel. I did ask if people out there listening, uh, what they are hobbying and doing at the minute, to let us know. So uh, yeah, do shout as you're listening along if you've got anything Brilliant. you want to add, any comments or anything like that. Brilliant. Okay. Uh, and then the final bit of gaming news is that zombie not, um, exploding kittens are making zombie kittens, which I don't know anything about because I didn't have time to read it, but I just saw that announcement and thought, oh, Pete would like to know that there's going to be an Exploding Kittens spin-off called Zombie Kittens. So that's that's I why that. that's in there. <laughs> I want that one. I'm definitely yeah. going to have to look into that. We like playing Exploding Kittens, so I'm definitely going to have to look into that. I didn't want to like Exploding Kittens, because everybody liked it. Everybody said how good it was, and I think it can't be very good, because it's Because everyone a likes game. it. Yeah, exactly. I'm a serious gamer, and I, you know, I want to I want to gatekeep other, but no, no. Um, so therefore, it isn't going to be a good game. But actually, it is just so accessible and so much. So I mean, I'm not sure it is a good game, but it's just so accessible that it's a good game. It's fast, isn't it? It doesn't matter because yeah, it's quick yeah. and no. and it, yeah. it gives you enough ability to be able to stuff other people up with the note cards and things like that. So yeah. you can and and it is you do find yourself laughing and having a, having a joke and yeah. just you know being you know it, there's something about a game, a game where you survive by the skin of your teeth, like when you've got like three cards left and you know one of them is the one that's going to take you out of the game, and you don't draw it. There's there's something yeah. about that mechanic which is just really fun and doesn't doesn't have a negative ex side to it, if you know what I mean. It's not like the, the, the other people are 
devastated by your, your fortune. They, they just they share in the good fortune with you, which I think is a really neat thing to be able to do with a game. I think. And the artwork's brilliant as well. It's always worth a chuckle at. Yes, yeah. Although I'm one of those people who doesn't I focus on the words. I rarely look at the pictures. Some people go, oh, do you know that picture's whatever it is? Oh, oh yes, so it is. <laughs> I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, so at this point in time, Pete, do you, know, do you know what I want to do right now? What do you, you want to do right now? Down. I'd like to pause <laughs> for a Marlowe moment. Boom, 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 boom. Boom, boom. Marlow moment time. Mar yeah, Marlow moments. This, this segment is sponsored, sort of, by Andrew Marlow, one of our uh, beloved patrons, and, um, and he loves to ask questions. And this week, Pete, he has asked us, do you think board slash card games will ever be replaced? And then in brackets, he's put virtual reality. So I suppose he means, are we all going to end up plugged in and never play tactile gaming experiences again? Uh, I mean, I have a VR. I've got the um, the Oculus Quest thing, the what's it, the Quest Two thing, and an, I can't imagine anything worse than putting that on to play a board game. <laughs> there's a, there's an advert for a game for the Oculus Quest where you can all. You know, the the one thing I do like the idea about this is it's like a D and D adventure type game that you can all play via Oculus Quest. That could be quite fun if you can't all meet up. If you've got friends yeah, yeah, abroad yeah. or in different parts of the yeah. country or anything like that, being able to do can that. You imagine, and then, can you imagine what chaos it would be if you were all in the same room? <laughs> <laughs> waving your arms around without realising that stuff. But I I mean I can't I can't imagine ever putting donning a VR headset to, to play a, a especially a card game. Um play chess. But definitely almost <laughs> definitely not a board game. Yeah, I mean I think I think they well the the evidence is that the, the it's not and I, I don't know whether it's a, a pushback against the digital always on a screen everything you know everything is consumed via a screen. Board games are booming, and it's not just because of mm. lockdown. They were booming booming before lockdown. Yeah. Uh, my kids like to play board games. I don't think they'll ever be replaced because there's a tactile experience in in yeah. in, in, in as well and and that social aspect which you just even through Zoom chats and video chats which are amazing compared with what you know if you'd showed me that 20 years ago I'd have been like you know that, that's incredible and it is incredible but it just isn't the same even like doing this yeah. doing these 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 podcasts and live chats they're more fun if we're in the room together um, yeah they just they just are so yes. yeah. um, I, I don't think it'll ever be ever be replaced I think they can be enhanced as we discussed last in our last podcast you know apps can definitely improve the experience um, but I don't think that board games and card games will ever be replaced because there's there are a few things better in some ways than just playing a hand of cards late at night with friends that's a, like an experience that you can't beat I mean, it's not my favorite late night experience I have to say uh, <laughs> but um, Sleeping, isn't it? It's, defi yeah, it's definitely but sleeping. It's, it's it's definitely more likely to happen. I oh, know sleeping. I sleep quite <laughs> well, I um, so, yeah, yeah. I, I I mean I think in some ways board games and card games have already lost the ground that they were going to lose to the digital revolution when mm. it first happened twenty thirty years ago when mm. Nintendo and Sega and all that first started bringing digital entertainment into our homes in the forms of consoles and then PCs and I think they've already done 
what damage they can do. And I think we're now in that e equilibrium state now that, yes, some people may play a lot more digital games than they do card games or board games because they can't get to places where they can play card games or board games. But I think, given the choice, a lot of people would pick card or board games over a digital game if they could. Yeah, I mean, obviously, we're coming at it from, from a middle-aged person perspective. So I don't know where, but I don't know how the youngsters feel. But I think, unless there's like another major kick-on in technology, I feel like it's kind of at its limit now in the sense it can only, uh, it, it kind of, it looks amazing, but the actual experience itself hasn't really changed that much, I don't think, in yeah. 20 years. The actual. I mean, when, when I used to play World of Warcraft, and I spent a long, I wasted a lot of life on World of Warcraft back in the day with a lot of people, friends from work, back when I worked at um, Friends Problem, in fact, um, and there would be five of us in a group running through a, a dungeon together because you needed to have a group of people to do some of the bits of the of the games. They were great fun, but they were almost like playing a board game together because you were all almost in the same place, communicating yeah. in real time, doing things, but you're all kind of playing your part. So it was almost so you were playing almost your solo adventure because everybody had specific roles. I'm going to go over here and tank these bad guys and draw their attention you're going to make sure I don't die and heal people and not get killed yourself and that person's going to go and do all the damage and whatnot. so everybody was still sort of playing their own solo game but it was like a group activity and that was good fun but yeah, I think but I don't, that gained ground I mean, I, because I, I think that yeah. gained ground because people just couldn't we, we wouldn't have been able to all get together in the same place to do something like that no no, but, I, I, but I, I'm not sure, because I don't play a lot of computer games, but I don't really feel like that experience has changed very much now for no. people. The, 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 the graphics are better, but the experience is much the same. And I think yeah. where, where board games, and in particular RPGs, will always have it, is you're always constrained by what the coding is. And I know, I know the kind of sandbox worlds have got better and better, but in a, in a role-playing environment, you can do literally anything, as long as you communicate it to your GM and your other players, and so you can literally take the game anywhere, but you, you'll never be able to do that on, on a computer, unless there's a, a huge leap in technology. That's, that's what I think. Um, we, we've had a, we could actually talk longer than that, I think, but we probably ought to move on, because we're already four minutes overdue for our main topic focus, main focus topic, whatever it says on my agenda. focus of this evening. And that is Moonstone. 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 It's very big on the Agents of Sigmar Discord. It is. As much as anything is big. I I think it has a strong loyal following, but it is tiny. Yeah. It's like me. Much like our channel. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like you, Pete. Tiny but loyal. <laughs> sort of. <laughs> stab you in the back as soon as look at you for ah. five. But yes. Ah. Yes. But I, I I do I do like it. I don't think it's ever gonna be a games workshop killer. It's never gonna rival 40k and AOS because it's just not got that seriousness about it I don't think and that's partly why I really love it because it's silly yeah yeah I agree I agree so I've just clicked the wrong thing and I've lost myself right okay yes um, yeah I, 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 I totally agree with that and it is it's it's much got a much lighter rule set which I really like about it um, perhaps we ought to give a little overview of the game so people can if, you, if you've never played uh, it's yeah. basically it's a skirmish game with about six models 
Um, and there's no points values or anything. Everything is basically meant to be balanced. So you pick your models. Um, there are sort of three factions, but that's yeah. about it. Yeah, you can only t you can only pick t from two of three factions, but you can have any six models from those factions that exist. And you get in the starter box, you get four from two factions. So you have four four on four games, uh, but you could mix and match from the factions if you wanted to. Um, and then you just play on a three by three board. You have a little bit of terrain. It's kind of medieval, worldy, worldy theme. But you could play with any. If you only had 40k terrain, you could play it at 40k terrain. It might look a bit strange, but you, you, it would work uh, as a game. Yeah. Uh, um, and then you're fighting over these moonstones, basically, which you have has possibly the has this game has a, a few fantastic mechanics, and one of them is the moonstones, which is basically d4s. I think there are seven in a in a full game of six fighters aside. There are seven. And you drop them into the, you drop them right into the center of the table, and they kind of burst over the board. And wherever they land, that is the moonstones. That's where they're set. And there's, you can mulligan them if, if if one of the players doesn't like it. Um, but then there's an added added element, which is the number on them is how deep they are. So the ones are on the surface, and the fours are deep, and they have to be. And I keep calling it mined, but it's not mined. What is the word? It's harvested. Harvest. Harvested. Harvested. Uh, and then so you harvest the moonstones, and then you can you can take the moonstones and carry them around with you. And whoever's got it's a four-turn game, whoever's got the most moonstones at the end of the game, is the winner. And it's as simple as that. I love the fact that placing the moonstones, the objectives of the game, is just a case of hold them above the board and drop it in the middle, and wherever they go, they go. It immediately takes yeah. away that. There's no tactical nuance to that. There's no wondering about how you know you'd be able to hold an objective because it's in cover so this one's better to go for than that one or whatever it's just they just get dropped and then you just deal with it like you say you can mulligan yeah. them but generally it's just a case of there you go work with what you've got yeah i mean i've come to the conclusion over the years that i like games where my decisions that i make don't come back to haunt me and so the fact that you don't have to worry about where you've placed the objectives for example is perfect because I don't have to then worry. Like, discover later that oh god, I <laughs> shouldn't have put this one here because you know you've, you've got a sniper covering it or what or whatever. Um, yeah. So yeah, it, and and it, and again, it it just adds to that sense of whimsy, as Malachi used the word earlier. Um, which and Malachi has has commented. Yeah, Malachi's, Malachi has commented. The Moonstone has a bit of a tournament scene to it too, which you know I you know is great that people are playing it competitively and stuff like that it's silly fun but he says you can he can see how people can go very tactical with it for the fighter synergies but you can also just ignore that happily and play games without really having to worry about it being a crap game because all the individual fighters are fairly well balanced so it's not like in say 40k or aos where if you just pick some rubbish units you might just not have a fun game at all no i mean it's a bit mcp like in that respect yeah. isn't it uh, in the sense that you um, you can play Marvel Crisis Protocol with tactics and synergies and, and what have you, but actually you can also just pick pick the fighters you like. Obviously, there is some points values in that, but you can just pick the fighters you like and, and play rock up and, and play them and enjoy that. In fact, I was thinking idly to myself whether the game would convert to a Marvel Marvel Moonstone, whether you you know you could just have make some cards up for the fighters. Um, and you you probably could, but I'm sure we won't. But you probably could, and I think it, I think it'd be quite good fun. Um, 
And then, so you're, you're on a three by three board, you all start fairly close together because you can start within 10 inches of the table edge. Um, so you, it doesn't take long to, to, to get into combat. You can move, everybody can move freely four inches. Uh, there might be some fighters that have different things, but everybody can move freely four inches. And then you have to start using your energy to, to do things if you want. You can't, you can't make it any other four inch moves, you can only move one inch pretty much, um, which uses energy. Most fighters have between three or th have three or four energy, and you can use energy to make attacks. You can use energy to um, to move extra, as I just said, and you can use money to harvest moonstones. Well, I use the right word, Pete. And you can mm. also use money. You can use um, I said attacks. You can also use them energy to use your arcane abilities. And most things cost one energy. Some things cost two. Um, and that, in a nutshell, is is it. Yeah, there's there's not too much depth to it. Um, I've not even read like the fluff around the moonstones and and you know the the lore of the the, the thing because I think they're effectively currency. For the, the wizard wants them too, so you yeah. can you can get them to get money from from that. That's really why you harvest. So it's not even like a particularly um, you know what's the word? Um, it's 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 a whimsical device for fighting as well. It is literally just getting these for the wizard to make magic it's not like yeah. if you die if you, if you lose then civilization as you know it is destroyed <laughs> exactly it's just people having to punch up over stuff that fell out of the sky that gives them a couple of quid in their pocket type stuff because somebody else wants it buy it off them and yeah you don't even need to know that much you, you can just get some models and stick them on a board and have a good play around with them and it's just good fun yeah. and the models look great the models are kind of very Python-esque, Terry Gilliam-type creations, aren't they? they Slash Labyrinth. Time back, time Don't forget flashbacks yeah, of the Labyrinth that, film. That, that kind of thing. and they, So they've got a lovely kind of dark Alice in Wonderland feel to them too. Or um, uh, Malachy says they're available to play on just available to play on TTS, which I've never tried, talking of digital implementations of games. Um, so yeah, check it out. Uh, so the the rules, we kind of covered the basics. There, there's two other really great mechanics in there, uh, which I really like and Pete really likes. Um, they they hurt my head a little bit sometimes, but as a, as a concept, I think they're brilliant. So the combat well, it might be better to explain the arcane first. Actually, so each each fighter has one or more arcane skills, and um, that is normally given by a colour and a, and a number a number you need to be successful. Um, and then there are a deck of cards, you get a little deck of cards, arcane cards, of which there are nine of each, is that right? No, six of each. Six of each. Six of each. Uh, six of each, and they're numbered three, three. Uh, like, a, like a pyramid. Um, so yep. there's one that's worth three, two that are worth two, and three that are worth one. And you shuffle them all together, so you've got all the colours. So there's three colours, red, blue, and uh, green. You shuffle them all together, these, these uh, 18 cards. And... Um, you also throw in some catastrophe cards. There's three catastrophe cards get thrown in as well. So there's 21 cards altogether. And then your each each fighter has an arcane ability, uh, an arcane stat rather, um, and you get dealt that many arcane cards. And so you're looking at. So you might get your hand of four cards, and you've got you'll have a selection. So you might have um, more likely you'll have cards that are worth one, um, but you might have the odd card that's worth two. But they'll be in different colours, and your stat will be. Well, it's it's. I need I only need one, but it needs to be green. And you're looking at your hand, and you haven't got any green. 
Um, your opponent, on the other hand, he just gets dealt whatever's going on. He or she just gets, gets dealt six cards, and they look at theirs. And so all they, the only information they have is what's in their hand. Obviously, they know the distribution. So let's say you you're sitting there thinking you need to play. You need to get this arcade stack to work. This arcade ability to work. You've only got you only need one, one green, but you haven't got any. But you pretend that you have. You're allowed to bluff at this point. You basically play it face down on the table, and uh, you say, "I'm playing one green." And your opponent has to decide whether you're telling the truth or not. And if they're holding two one, two green ones in their hand, or definitely if they're holding three green ones in their hand, they think, "Well, you're lying." And uh, so they check whether you're lying. And obviously, I've said in this example, you didn't have any. So you were lying. You have to turn it over, and uh, they, your opponent, can then swap it for uh, one of the cards of their six cards. They'll swap it to a failure, so it doesn't work. Uh, well, it's always going to be a failure anyway, but they can swap it to a catastrophe, and then it, you know, something bad happens to you. Each arcane has a, a catastrophe associated with it, which is normally taking damage. If, on the other chance, if, if, if or by chance, you happen to have a green one, and you said a green one, and your opponent called you on it, then um, you get the possibility of, of using other cards, or using the cards already in your hand to, to use the arcane ability again. That actually doesn't happen that often because you need to have multiples of the same colour uh, in your hand, uh, and so it doesn't happen that often, but it is feasibly possible you might get to use your arcane ability twice. Um, if your opponent doesn't challenge you, supposing they did, well, they weren't holding any green cards in their hand either, and it just well, therefore, chances are you're telling the truth, then um, then you they and they let it go. You don't ever have to tell them whether you were telling the truth or not. So they never know whether you were lying. So basically you have pulled the wall over their eyes and you get you and so nobody knows. You just say, Well I played one green on there, so I can I can use that ability now. And I really like that. It adds a real fun element to um, to the game. Uh, it could be a bit swingy. There was a, a couple of times in one of our in our practice games where I was dealt I needed I think I did through th I needed green and I did X, which was the number of the card that I had, plus two damage. So I, I could do if I got a three, I could get five damage. There's only one green, three in the deck, but I think I got it twice in the same game, um, which is it's, it's quite swiggy. Uh, but yeah. it's always that. Is it worth having a gamble at, at lying? Uh, quite possibly not. Sometimes because your opponent, it, often it seems it, it's worth your opponent just calling you on it. But I think later, sometimes, depending on some of the abilities, because obviously you've got healing abilities, if you've got someone nearly dead and you, you need a, a green, and you say, I've got a green three, and you've got several people that are injured, your opponent's then going to think, oh, that's so outrageous. Have they actually got the green three that they need? And if they're yeah. lying, or sorry, if they're not lying, then they might then be able to heal somebody else again after, and, and that could really swing things. So you have to be really, really careful when you're doing it, and I, I do like that. That whole aspect about trying to balance the, the possibilities of whether it could go wrong for you or not. Yes, yeah, and it, it, it's, it's just good fun. It's just good fun. when you do when you do cheat somebody. Well, so far, we so far we've always revealed that we've, we've been lying to the other person. Uh, but um, yeah, it, it's it, it just it's just really nice, really nice mechanic. Um, and the combat mechanic works in a similar way. Um, which I don't know if you want to explain, Pete, as I, as I talked at length at the, about the um, yeah, uh, arcane yeah, mechanic. Yep. 
So the combat system is you have six different combat moves, three attack moves and three defense moves. And there are three of each of those. So in total you have 18 cards and you shuffle that 18 cards up and then you deal a certain number to the attacker and the defender. Attackers get plus two to their melee stats. So generally attackers get slight advantage there and get more cards. And then you each have to pick in private which combat maneuver you want to do, whether it's a defensive or an offensive one. And then you both show them at the same time. And it's kind of a bit scissors, paper, rock in a way that in that certain attacks will do better against certain other attacks or certain other defences and certain defences will do better against certain other attacks and so on. So um, to add another layer to that as well, mo all of the fighters I believe have special attacks that key off of one of the, the three basic ones or one of the three defence moves. So you'll play your, your attack move but you can actually substitute that for your special attack instead which might do more damage or it might heal you or it might uh, affect your opponent in some way. And yeah. when you show the cards, if you have multiples of the card that you're playing, you then can play those extra to get like what we might call a critical hit where you basically keep you do more damage. Um, and, and it's the thing I love, I think the thing we love about that or the thing I love about it, and think possibly the thing Robin hates about it is the fact that you can start <laughs> thinking well, they want to use move A because uh, that's their special move. So if they've got any of those cards, they might use those. So I might play the defensive move B, which is really good against attack move A. But they might know that I'm thinking that they're going to use attack move A. So they might use attack move C. And then my defense move B means nothing in that situation. Um, so you can end up trying to second guess what your opponent might be doing. I find yeah. when I play, I just go, do I have multiples of any one of the attack cards? If so, I'm probably just going to go with that. Otherwise, have I got the attack move that benefits that my fighter has the special attack for? If so, I'll probably go with that. Unless there's a specific reason not to, like my special attack is slashing damage and the, the, the person I fight against ignores slashing damage or reduces slashing damage or something like that. So you yeah, have there to are think a few about... little extra twiddly bits are there around yes there are, there are different types of damage and, and, and things like that but it's all it's it's very it's still very simple but yes it can if you are prone to analysis paralysis it can be a bit painful when you're trying to oh, you're rolling your eyes at me um because you <laughs> you um you can yeah like pete says you can think oh but i really want to do this but he knows i really want to do that so i'm I, I shouldn't do that but but the rest of my cards are rubbish and then there are some where where you your the particular things that are actually bad for you against your signature move or whatever, and and your opponent knows that, and so you think, well, if I if I don't do my signature, move, if I do my signature move and he hasn't got that card, it's great. But if I do it and he has got and he has got that card, it's terrible, um, and so and so you're forever in this sort of um, uh, dilemma of, of of what to play. But it, that's part of the fun of the game. I need to like be a bit more detached from it. I think that's what I learned from my. From my second game, certainly. Uh, I find because just... I don't think too far ahead, I don't have too much of a problem about working out what I want to do because I just, I, I, I generally, if I'm the attacking fighter, I immediately discard all the defense cards. I don't care about those. They're, they're defense cards. Don't care about them. So I generally <laughs> get rid of about half my deck, and then I'll have like three or four cards left. And it's like, do any of these feature into my special attack move? If so, I'm just picking that. Uh, otherwise, do I have like two or three of the same card? In which case, if I've got, especially if I've got three of the same card, I'm picking that instead because that's probably going to do tons of damage. So, and I just go that way. 
Fair enough. Yeah, yeah. But it, it's a really, it's a really, um, it's a really fun mechanic if you can get divorce yourself from the analysis paralysis. I, I would say, um, and I, I really like it. And it's like it's unlike anything I've played before, which is what's one of the most refreshing things about it. It doesn't feel like anything else. It feels obviously it feels he says it feels a little bit like a skirmish game. It being a skirmish game. Um, but I, I, I don't. It doesn't feel like Marvel Crisis Protocol. It doesn't feel like Warhammer. It just, it just, it's very much its own thing with its own aesthetic, um, which I really, I really like about it. Two, two there are two. Th sorry, gone. So I was going to say two of the things I really like about it is one, it doesn't rely on dice, which is a good and a bad thing. No. You might have the analysis paralysis side of things, um, but as a positive thing you don't just sit there and your opponent just keeps rolling sixes or whatever you know there's generally a little bit more interaction going on with it so it's not just chucking the dice and going well it's a five you know you actually feel like you have a bit more possible control over the yes. situation yeah there, there there are two there, there are it has its drawbacks and i found in the beginning of our game that we recorded i often had cards that were useless and so it just, just happened that way. And so you're looking at it and you think, well, there's literally nothing good I can do here. Like nearly everything I can do is probably going to be bad for me. And that's that's worse than rolling the dice. Like if there's a chance... I don't know, because roll... I mean, that's like, that's like the equivalent of just rolling like four ones or something, isn't it? Or, you yeah, know... but you don't, you don't know that's going to happen when you roll it. So the outcome true, isn't worse. True. The outcome isn't worse, already less likely or more likely. Oh, it might be. Yeah, yeah. It's not, that's not important. But but when you roll the dice, you, you the agency is taken away from you, and so you're just like, well, oh, the, the gods are against me. But it, it, I think it feels worse when you're. Maybe that's just. I just need to look, look at it in the same way. When you get a dealt a duff hand, maybe you just look at it. I'll be dealt a duff hand. There's nothing I can do here. But it almost feels like, well, actually, I don't want to do this, but I've got to. And now you're going to stab me through the heart, and I'm going to die. Um, <laughs> and that and that that feels that, that that feels worse. I think other On games you can generally have that kind of feeling coming, like in uh, in MCP if you're attacking with <clears throat> Hulk with its ten damage attack and you're hitting somebody who's only got like three defense dice. You're like, well, I'm just gonna get pummeled into the floor here, regardless. So yeah, I think all games yeah, have true, that. Yeah, true, true. But, yeah, uh, but you can have dice, this. Yeah. Sorry, your five dice sort of uh, underworlds charge from you know blooded Saic into uh, one of the one of the grots from the eyes of the nine or saying like I've got one defense dice and you've got nine attack dice I think I know how this is going to go but we, but we know when we roll more than, more than five attack dice you immediately don't hit that's true <laughs> it's been scientific, scientifically proven um, yeah. and, but, and, and of course it can happen in in, um, in Moonstone as well even though you look at it and think oh there's literally nothing I can do here your opponent might not have anything good either and you might you might get yeah. lucky I think that happened in one of the things where I literally had Three of the same card or something, but they, you just happen to do the wrong, the wrong thing. So I stacked them all, and yeah. you know, they, they, it worked. It worked out well for me. Uh, but yeah. I, it's 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 really interesting mechanic. I think that's really the main thing. It's got it's got these three: the moonstones, the arcane uh, system, and the combat system are really different and interesting, and flexible and easy to build stuff around them. That, you know, you can you can. You can change things. You can make attacks interesting by giving by changing how they work, interact against different attacks. It's got it's got a lot of potential for for expansion, which is what I really like. And it has got quite a lot of expansion. I was quite surprised at how many expansions there were. So there's a starter box. 
in which you get um, some goblin type things and some humans. Um, two of the factions. I can't remember what the factions are called off the top of my head. I should have, I should have written it down. Um, and then you can then buy extra boxes of miniatures um, for, for, the diff for the different factions. Um, and there's all sorts of themes. There's like there's a fairy theme. There's a pirate. Is there a pirate goblin? There's definitely human pirates. There's, there's definitely and, uh, pirate goblins. I'm getting them. And there's some bigger models. I don't know how the balance works with the bigger models, but there's like some trolls and some giants. I think there's an airship, or at least one airship for, for one of the factions. Yeah. <laughs> there's a really great box which I've ordered called the Cursed, which looks it's got models that are based on the Beast. Uh, it looks like Alice in Wonderland and uh, and a vampire. Um, yeah. So like kind of classic. Classic fairy, well, fantasy, fairy tale trope type characters. There, there's a, there's a couple of goblins in there that have got like literally a flamethrower with a massive sort of backpack with the fuel in it and stuff like that, which again just looks brilliant and insane. And it's got a really nice little community. I haven't obviously engaged that much with the community, but it seems like it's a, a fun game to play. A couple of people have been to tournaments and they, and they really enjoy it, which is nice. Uh, I did actually do a little community shout out. I did find that there is a Moonstone blog um, called Goblin Mischief, which has got some introductions and stuff how to play. Uh, so if you, start, if you search up Goblin Mischief, I think you'll find it in the Moonstone blog. Um, I'm going to try not to read that or else I might then start to try and think that I know what I'm doing in the game. And then it's like <laughs> from there. Yeah, I, I, I did look and thought actually it just comes down to just go out and have a good time. <laughs> yeah. I, think, I think it's what it is. The miniatures are all resin, which might turn some people off. I have done okay with the ones I bought from. The, I built the ones from the starter set. They weren't too bad. Um, I have to say they 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 were okay considering they were resin. They were fine and they were okay to paint. I, I painted some traditionally and I painted some via the slap chop method and they both look they both look pretty good. Um, I'm trying to think what else there is. Were there any other factions to talk I, about? I, 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 I do I do like the fact that you can. Um, because it's a skirmish game and because there's no real army building or list building you can just mo within reason obviously there are the three factions but two of the factions can lie with each other uh, out of the three in in every yeah. there's a combination for each you can more or less just go and buy the models you really like yeah. paint them however you like in all manner of different crazy ways and yeah have a good game and you don't have yeah, to think about up. it too hard and there are there are synergies between the teams but they can cross them but they so i think i think the cursed team that i've bought are they don't belong to the dominion which i think is the ones that humans belong to but they're all nobles so eric the squire has a little ability which boosts nobles yeah uh, because he's a squire and uh, so it will work on those even though he's not in the same dominion uh, the same um faction so, yeah, you have got some synergies there, and you can you can find ways of com combining the different factions to, to, to good effect. I think. Um, so that's quite nice. And so talking of Eric, talking of Eric, the the um, company Goblin King Games are running a Fate of Eric. Um, what's the word? Campaign is the wrong word. But, campaign. Um, it's a campaign. Sorry. Is it, it a, is campaign? a campaign? Okay, really? well, okay, it's a it's like an event. Event. That's the word I wanted. Event. So basically, if you if you do play Moonstone, if you did get a starter set, you'd play with Eric. Um, they've they've they, they have got this whole thing. You can find it on their website at uh, MoonstoneTheGame.com, and then look for Fate of Eric. But basically, Eric is going to get a new model. He's going to basically become 
some sort of knight. Some noble uh, of some kind. Noble, a nobleman. But he is going to, we don't know which dominion, which, which, um, not dominion, which faction he's going to belong to. And so he, you can play Eric, he's called, a couple of them, he's called Eric the Unsure, I think it is. Basically, it's a special yeah. card you can print out. Um, and then you can play these different games with Eric. And so, so I really like that about the community. It's because it's a much smaller community than other games that we tend to play. Um, they can kind of do that stuff and kind of get you involved. So basically, whoever wins, you, you, you play your games, you can play two, there's going to be four phases. You can play two games in each phase, and it's going to start at the end of July and run through to September, um, which sounds like it's just in August, but it's not. It's, it, it, maybe it's the beginning of July. I can't remember, but, it, but it's over a couple of months anyway. And you can play, you can play two games in each one, and post the results online. And whoever, whichever type of Eric you've played, from the three from the three um, factions, um, whichever one wins, uh, goes into the pot at the end. And whoever, whichever is the greatest winner across all of the games, across all of the phases that everybody submitted to to um, Goblin King Games, uh, Eric will be that. The new Eric model will be that faction. And I quite like that they they're small enough to involve the community in, in, in that way so you actually your games have an effect on on how the actual whole game plays out and I know GW have kind of said that in the past but it's not really true is it it kind of just they do whatever they like <laughs> and they run these big global campaigns they haven't done one for a while uh, but I suppose that's probably the pandemic yeah I, I think another thing that we kind of missed when talking about this game that makes me love it even more is that so many of the characters in it have such stupid names and just really doesn't take itself <laughs> seriously. Like some of the goblins that I'm hoping to get, do check out uh, Will and Games because he's just started stocking them on there. Do check them out. But it's like yes, I'm actually ordering. he sent us a link. Do you want to put a link in the description? He sent us a link. I, I will. I will certainly try. Um, okay, I, it's I like some of the ones it. we've ordered. There's there's one that's called Swiggity Swooty, who's like got an octopus <laughs> on his head. Uh, another one's called El Capitano because he's riding a little boat on wheels. There's Doug the Flatulent, which is a goblin riding a pug with a lance. The goblin has the lance, not the pug. Not that, that makes it less ridiculous. There's like a goblin I'm... riding. There's a goblin riding a lobster, which has a hook for a hand called Krusty Balboa. I mean, <laughs> Krusty the names Balboa, are ridiculous and the models are fantastic, <laughs> and it's just zero, zero sort of taking itself seriously, which I absolutely love. Yeah, we've got um, Baron Fancy Hat. Yeah, Baron Von Fancy Hat. You've got Hat. The, the the vicious midget as well, haven't you? The goblin. Oh yes, I forgot. Vicious, there's the vicious midget, the vicious, which I vicious midget. identify with on a very personal level. <laughs> and we've got oh, the Friar Flavius, who has got Flavor a big Flav. medallion. Who <laughs> has got a big medallion? So that that that, is, that those kind of details in the game are, are, are really cool. Uh, Deadhand says he might look into it more. Sounds like it might squeeze his bits in the right way. I think if you don't take your games too seriously, but you like innovative mechanics and fun models, then if you like all those things, then you're going to you're going to enjoy playing this. And the starter set is is nice and compact. Um, it comes in a little box, not like by a GW starter set where you could drop it on your children and kill them. Um, and it's about sixty pounds, I think, for the. Start a set. You can probably get it cheaper if you look on Will and Games, um, and um, I think it is less than. I think I. I don't think I paid sixty pounds. I've said sixty pounds, but I think maybe I paid about forty-five pounds. Um, and 
it's yeah you get everything you need to play a game in there and you can look on the website actually having said all that you can look on the website i'm pretty sure they you can print the cards out and yep. print out standees paper standees and just play the game see how it plays without without committing any money other than a bit of printer ink um, i was going to say there is a they they when they update the cards and they they create updates for them they do put them all online so you can then download and print them or you can order new versions you can buy the newer versions either individuals right. or packs of them and that's just fantastic for me i think that's the kind of thing that you know gw always misses out on doing and they they're doing it and i think that's really really that's great that they're showing that support it's the benefit of a smaller company isn't it a smaller company yeah. has to kind of look after its first of all Customers. it has to make its game good yeah. <laughs> and keep it good um, because people will wander off and they haven't got enough they haven't got enough fan base to, for people to wander off but secondly they have got the time or the invest they've, it's worth them investing some some love in their players yeah you know, GW doesn't matter you're, you're just you know stomped you're gristing their mill or whatever um, but I, can, um, I, I completely missed one of the characters I completely missed one of the characters just to say that one of the humans is called Sir Guillemot Poppycock Yes, I've, I'm, I think I've just ordered him. I think I've just Brilliant. ordered Sir Guillemot Poppycock. And there's the, because the, the box that I've ordered is called the Administration of Justice. And they're basically yeah. civil servants kind of things. And one of them's librarian. Yeah, yeah, which is why it's I ordered the box. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, so it's very whimsical uh, and very fun. But as I say, it's got a really strong community and a really strong community feel from the company, which is really nice though left a couple of nice comments on our uh, Instagram page and things of um, my mediocre painting which is very kind of them they didn't say it was and there are, there are a few models in there <laughs> like there's one called Striger Anya which is a little girl and there's like this spirit thing coming out of her back mm. that's quite yeah. quite actually ooh, that's quite scary yeah. and there's a Wendigo <laughs> thing as well and and so there are a few models in there that are a bit more ooh, they, they look a bit more serious but then there's things like something called Kavanaugh which is just weird looking looks a bit like a clown thing but it's just disturbing to look at and every but, um, box i looked at i thought oh, i wouldn't mind those because there's like there's fairies and witches um and just all sorts of of really of really fun stuff and i can really see this game pl playing you know being being really fun. well it is really fun to play i can see it's mm. playing it and and we have ordered the campaign there's a little campaign deck of cards uh, which basically i think I, I, it was only about ten pounds. I, I didn't. I, I just. I just clicked and said yes. I'll have them. Um, it has. Um, I think it has maybe has upgrades for your fighters, and it has um, things that can happen to them as, as, over the course of the uh, string of games. So that's kind of how the uh, Eric, um, Eric the Unsure campaign will unfold as well. He gets upgrades as he goes along. Um, so um, <laughs> Dead Hands' wallet is twitching. He sees a new game in his future. <laughs> you felt more than welcome to blame us for this one, uh, but I think I mean I, I kind of almost feel like this this could be the agent's new game. It kind of it fits our mo of not being too serious and and uh, being quick to play because it is very quick to play. I mean, but if if you don't spend hours obsessing over which um, which car to play in combat, the game is very fast to play. Maybe I should just put play them without looking at them. Um, I tell you, you just got to so you just got to not think about it. You just got to. 
just either go with whatever your special attack keys off of if yeah. you're attacking or whatever you've got multiple cards off and just go with it just bam done and, I, <laughs> and as i said to pete after one of our games i can't remember when i i we've often have a little discussion about whether we should run a run a agents meetup um, and what we would do if we did run an agents meetup and i almost feel like this game would be the one to play because apart from needing a few tables with some scenery on, you know, everybody can easily transport their miniatures because it's only half a dozen miniatures and a few cards, yeah. and it's just good fun. It's very easy to pick up. So if you've never played it before, you could you know, borrow some miniatures and, and, and play a game. Um, so yeah. maybe in the future we'll we'll do an agents, an agents Moonstone meetup. Mooncom. Mooncom. I want to get moon. Like, Bottoms in there, but I can't. So I <laughs> <laughs> think about it. Um, so I think, in a nutshell, or quite a big nutshell, I think that's the game. I don't know that I've, my notes aren't very good. They made perfect sense when I wrote them down, but they're not very good. Now. Um, <coughs> I don't know. I, that I mean, the good thing about the game is it is quite simple. It is nice and easy to pick up. Um, there's so much stuff for it online. You can really get a good feel for what it looks like. Um, by looking on their website, yeah. we will have a battle report coming out for it at some point in the nearest future as well. Um, yes. I do love the fact that the artwork on the boxes is like drawn art, but it is almost exactly the pose of the models themselves when you look at the models, yeah. you know, the individual yeah. fighter models and stuff like that. And I just love the way they've... The, the, I mean, the cards themselves, the character cards, if you do go on the website, you look at the character cards, they're only like playing card size there's not a lot of information there to have to concentrate no. on so it really is a very quick and no. simple game there's not many not many decisions to have to make which makes it much the, faster yeah the graphic design of the whole game is very cohesive and thematic isn't it it all it all fits together really yeah. nicely you've got a proper kind of like i say it's, it is quite lewis carroll like um, yeah, I think, um, but but it all they, the the art the artists they've got uh, the sculpts are great and the the artwork is is very good and thematic and, and, and fits really nicely, um, which is which is good. Um, the game uses keywords, which we know is really good. There isn't there isn't great loads of text to read. I mean the rule book. Sorry, podcast viewers. The rule book. This is the rule book here. Look, it's I mean it's A5 size and it is. 19 pages uh, so it's really not very much to it at all um, yeah and one, very, once you get very easy to pick up. once you get used to how the the like the combat sequence is really quick it's like you know you do the damage at the same time so if you both do things that deal damage yeah you both take that damage at the same time if you both have things which occur after the attack step then the other person whose turn it isn't goes first so it's really yeah. there really isn't very many situations where you can just go oh, i don't know i've got an immovable force and you've got an unstoppable object or whatever the thing is and you know it, it generally is very easy to work out most of it no you don't there aren't very many things that affect they 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 like effects that happen immediately there aren't things there aren't buffs and pluses that occur in this situation or you know Kind of, there are a few, there are a few passive uh, abilities which, which when you're first starting playing, are quite easy to forget. So the friar um, subtracts one damage uh, from certain types of uh, damage type, and I kept forgetting that. 
or, 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 or he gets one back as well if he does does a certain damage type uh, he gets he heals wound I kept forgetting that too um, so there are there are um, there are kind of passive things which you, which you get used to but that's the same in any game I think um, but there aren't too many so because you've yeah, only got six six cards yeah, and it's alternate activation so it's I go you go with each model um, not not whole armies at once which is quite nice so you're never you're never trying to struggle wrestle with what everybody does at once you only have to focus on one one fighter at a time which is, which is quite yeah. nice and it's generally not like um area of effect abilities not like you know if this character is within range of that character they always get this bonus and stuff like that there are a few things like that, but they're not generally yeah. um like passive abilities that are always gonna affect all of the other things going on like um i think the the uh the midget has an ability that if he's near a giant he gets extra energy or something like that but right. that's just like right at the yeah. start so yeah it's much just easier remember, yeah just do it yeah you get little tokens to, to denote your energy um, and as as characters die, they can have less energy. As they lose wounds, they can they can have less energy. So the closer you get to death, the less energy you generate. So actually, the less you can do. So that's what you yeah. have to watch out for when when playing. Um, the, the game actually uh, it reminded me a little bit, I suppose, in terms in terms of look, not not really look, but uh, the way the game's set up. It reminded me a little bit of Frostgrave, but uh, yeah. probably just because it's a small model count army that works well in a, on a fantasy setting. But it, um, I remember Frostgrave, and it may just because we had loads of printed bits of paper, I remember Frostgrave being a bit of a pain in the bum to get my head around at the beginning. Its, it's core was simple, but all the different spells and effects and trying to remember what you could do when and which, who activated when uh, was... It's not complicated, but it was a little bit confusing to start off with. It didn't feel intuitive. This feels much more intuitive than that. It feels, yeah. it feels more fun. It feels more fun. Than, than, yes. than Frostgrave did, and I think one of the problems Frostgrave had is that you you had your your spellcaster, your wizard that led it, and they had all these spells to choose from, and it was trying to work out. There was that problem of I don't want to pick a wizard type, spell type that's going to be rubbish. I want to pick a spell type that's you know going to complement the way I want to play, but I don't know what that is yet, so I don't really know which spell type to take. And even <laughs> when I do pick a spell type, I don't really know which. Uh, yeah. spells to take am I going to pick duff spells that kind of thing so and if you do pick some duff ones you might feel like you've kind of hamstrung yourself a bit whereas here yeah. I think all the yeah. models have enough balances that they'll still be good at stuff you just need to know how to use them well again you haven't got that choice element which some people like I suppose but for me I suppose it goes back to what I was saying earlier I don't as I get older I don't like a game where Decisions I make end up coming back to haunt you, which is kind of like, which is kind of effective with what you're saying there. You pick the wrong, pick the wrong spells. Yeah. Then, you, then you 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 have a bad day. Whereas here, I guess you could pick the wrong characters for the matchup, but they're the characters that you've got, and presumably the characters you like and the characters you want to play in a certain way. Uh, so you 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 know they they but they always have the same abilities. So you can't. Yeah, you can't you, you can't make a decision about well, I, or, or, I didn't bring fireball and I really wish I had kind of thing. I don't know whether you get upgrades whether you can pick whether then there's a bit of choice as, as to what you want to do, um, or whether you just get a slap bang, you just get get, get what you're given kind of thing. Well, we'll see. Yeah. We'll, we'll we'll probably play some campaign elements and, and 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 introduce that into our games as and when we go. I mean, I reckon you could easily get a couple of games in of, of uh, this game in a night um, without yeah. too much trouble. Did we play two the first time we 
played, or did we just play one? We we did. We did play. We did play two games. We were streaming we it to our patrons. Um, we didn't that's right. Oh yeah, we it. did, didn't we? Yes, yeah, that's And right, we did yeah. play two games. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I remember now. So that is that's Moonstone. That's number Wang. Um, yeah, that's Moonstone, and um, I definitely gets a thumbs up from us. You will be seeing um, games in the not too distant future. Are you going to are you going to cut all of the Battle Masters? Games before you do a Moonstone, or are you going to intersperse Moonstone? I might try. In? I might. I might try and get uh, a Moonstone in after the second Battle Masters game, something like that. Yeah, see how right, I get yeah. on with it, really. Yeah. Okay. Um, so look out for that. We're going to play some more. We've, we've say, I ordered just before we came on air tonight. Will and Games uh, sent me a special order form for the things that I wanted, and I paid for it um, with Pete's money. Um, and um, <laughs> I, um, uh, so it's going to arrive soon. So look out for some photos on our Instagram page. Um, and uh, I've, 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 what did you go for in the MP? I know you've already said, but I've forgotten. I've forgotten. I've already. gone for the, the pirate goblins and the uh, and the what looks right, like a sort right. of a river troll. Bristle nose. Brilliant. And I've gone for a librarian type, and uh, and beast and the, and the beast from Beauty and the Beast. Um, so. Yeah, I'm looking forward to getting those, so look out for those. We will try and do some sort of games around the campaign, the Eric, the, uh, the Choices of Eric, or whatever it's called, the Fate of Eric, uh, because I want to. Um, I don't know how we're going to fit in with everything else we're going to do. But we'll try and try and, try and squeeze some games into that, because it would be nice to have some input for that uh, going forward, because I, I want it's going to be a new knight model on a horse, and I want it already. <laughs> I don't know who does the sculpts for these, but they're a very good sculptor, whoever they are. Yeah, I'm looking forward to playing more games this, definitely. Yeah. Okay, so I think that's about it. It's four minutes to 11. Um, I'm trying to think of much up. else to say. Um, yeah, I, a reading update from me. I know nobody really that interested in my reading update. But I uh, have just finished uh, a guy called Robert Jackson Bennett's uh, Founders Trilogy, uh, which is uh, fantasy. It has a really interesting magic-type system in it. And the first book... Uh, is well, they're all good. They're all good, but the first book is particularly good, and the trilogy kind of sets off this amazing new world and concepts. Very high concept fantasy, but really good. So they're called the Founders Trilogy, and the first book is called Foundry Side, and I thoroughly recommend it. I've just I've just reviewed and read the third book in that series, and the third one came out today. So check them out. I think Malachi's read those. I don't know if Malachi's still on. I think I think he has read them too. So I don't know if you've got the third one yet, Malachi, but um, yeah, it's it's good. Check it out. I don't know. Reading. I don't think it'll ever catch on. <laughs> Reading. Overrated. Yeah. I did it once. <laughs> Won't recommend it. <laughs> I'm reading this very strange book now called Equinox. It's a bit like a murder mystery, but um, it's a science fiction, a fantasy murder mystery. Um, and everybody in it has two personalities, one that comes out in the night and one that comes out in the day. And so... And like they both, they could both have jobs. I don't know. I don't quite know where they sleep, how they sleep and get get don't get exhausted. And that's sort of like the prisons. Only like, only one of them would have created a done the crime. So in the morning or the evening, whenever the other one swaps over, they get let out of prison. But then they have to come back at the end of the day to go back in again. How weird. Because yeah, it's very it's a very odd book, but it's quite enjoyable. I should report back when I finished. It's called Equinox. It's by a guy cool. called David Tozy, who, who I know plays Warhammer because he's posted pictures of his stuff on um, uh, on Twitter and occasionally he likes my pictures of, of things I've posted on Twitter so, um, so he is a, a Warhammerer 
Yeah. I was watching a YouTube video today about how loads of Hollywood people have a big D&D group and it's got people like The Big Show, the WWE wrestler and Vince Vaughn and like the guitarist oh, okay. from System of a Down and or whoever it is and, and right. all these incredibly famous people, movie stars and stuff and they all get together and they play D&D and stuff like that must be fucking amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but we used to do it before it was cool. Bloody yeah, that's true. celebrities cashing in on our nerddom. Bastards. <laughs> Yeah. Where were they when I was being flushed down the toilet at school? Where, eh? Where was Vince? They were probably still there? doing it. They just never actually said anything. <laughs> no, you're probably absolutely probably right. Yeah. <laughs> Gits. Could have done with could have done with Vin Diesel on my side. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Actually, to be fair, it was never that bad. I was, I was good enough at football to it, and for it not to be that bad. <laughs> I, I definitely wasn't, but I just got left alone <laughs> anyway. So I don't. I'm not going to oh, play. Fair, fair enough. I wasn't good at football, but I was good enough. <laughs> That's all that matters. Yeah. Right, well, thank you, everybody, for listening to this little random jamble along of, uh, of nonsense. And uh, do right. check out yeah. Moonstone, and do check out Will and Games if you're looking to order anything. It's always good and fast if you order from them. Definitely worth a look. So. I, I have to say, I know we've got like a personal connection to the, to the store, because Aaron's one of our supporters. Uh, but... I don't know whether he's a supporter on every channel he could find because he gets money that way from people buying stuff on his on his uh, on his site, but uh, on the shop. But um, makes sense too. They to are. I've over the years I've used a lot of different companies, and his customer service is second to none, and, and everything arrives very speedily, and um, he's always happy to discuss getting stuff in. And that it's so, so it's I so good. Thoroughly. Thoroughly recommend Will and Games if you haven't used them before. It's so good he got on a medal from the Queen. It might not have been exactly yes. to do with that, but I think it was probably uh, to do I with that. I don't think it was anyth- anything to do with that, but uh, yes, so good <laughs> I got a medal from the Queen, yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Alright, well, thank you all Brilliant. for well, listening on that note, taking part. On that royal endorsement of somebody who's associated with the channel that was nothing to do with the channel, uh, we'll end there, I think. Yes. And uh, as always, do like, subscribe, and all that good stuff. If you haven't watched us yes. on YouTube, do check us out. Do look at the let us know the Battle Masters when you see that come up. Uh, and yeah, well, hopefully once we get the Moonstone game up, let you, let us know what you think of that, and uh, just keep an eye on what we're doing and let us know what you're liking. Yeah, and we'll see you soon on the Angels of Sigma. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. We do hope you enjoyed the show. We'd like to put a special thank you out there to all our Patreon supporters for making this possible. If you do want to help support us further, please check us out on Patreon. All money plays go straight back into making more of this content. Also, don't forget you can find us on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You'll find links in the show notes. We'll see you soon. 